This is the Word of God from the household of David Church. It is a message designed to raise men after God's own heart. Listen and be blessed. Presenting them where the word of, of God is concerned to the church. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Do, do you think I can take off this thing from my chin? Because masks don't really belong on the chin. What do you think? I should leave it. I should remove it. If you are for leaving it, let me see your hand. I can see some of you is hanging from your, from your ear. May God deliver us. What is it exactly going to do on the ear? You don't know, what, you don't know where to keep it. If you keep it somewhere, it might get dirty, so it's on the air. Hallelujah. I can see some of us without masks at all. Ha. It is well in Jesus' name. Thank God the Bible says that greater is he that is in the church than whatever it is in the world. I can tell you of a fact that people are sick and people are dying. Praise God. And those people are not worse people than the rest of us. Amen. It is just the plan of God, the mercy of God, and the purposes of God. So for me, every moment I have to draw breath, I am grateful for it. And I thank God for it. Praise God. Because it is not a right. It is a privilege to be alive. It is a blessing to be saved. And it is a wonder to be a member of the household of David. So thank you, sir, and thank you, ma. I want us to give a very big hand to our pastors this evening. If you love them. I love them so much. Hallelujah. I want us to open up in our Bibles to First Kings. I don't know if I've heard the First Kings chapter 12 or Second Chronicles chapter 10. It's a very sad story. It's the same story. Maybe we should look at Second Chronicles chapter 10. I believe it's the same story. It's the story of a king. His name is Rehoboam. Second Chronicles, not Corinthians now. Chronicles is the book after Malachi, just before Galatians. All right? How many of you have found it? Second Chronicles chapter 10, verse 1. I may not read it all. For time's sake, because I want to talk to us about something I consider so important. I have probably spoken about it in the past, but it is ever more instructive and befitting for the time that we are in. You see, order is a very important thing. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord order it is something that is seriously lacking in our generation we have such priority for liberty and for freedom and for expression and for personal preference and we frown when it comes to you know set rules and you know and things like that there's just this general dissatisfaction don't tell me to sit down here. I will sit down where I like. Don't tell me what to wear. Don't tell me this is the way to do things. It started innocently. It was called thinking outside the box, which is a wonderful thing. But there are certain things that are foundation. And there are certain things that 
a superstructure by vegetation. A foundation does not have liberty. It must sit where it has been planted. If your foundation is shaking, you are in trouble. Hallelujah. Praise God. There are certain things that are foundation. The Bible says train up a child in the way that he should go. That means don't just give him sails. Give him an anchor. Give him something that he can stand upon when everybody is falling up and down. It's called the substructure. Understanding. It's called foundation. Hallelujah. Order is very, very important. I was talking with pastor some weeks ago and I was just asking him about the fact that why is it so common among preachers of the gospel to discountenance the Old Testament and just say, no, don't forget about the Old Testament and all of that and just focus on the New Testament. It, it is a very disturbing statement. And that day he began to speak. He was just talking. He was driving and talking, but he, he dropped such powerful words that I had to write them down. He said that it was, it, it's an attempt to make the church to forget her foundation. Just forget that every time you see someone, just, just forget the old guys, all those, you know, all those fathers of the faith, you know, all those big churches, forget them. God is doing something new in our generation. Every time you hear that, just know that the devil is at work. Pastor said that kind of message has never appealed to me. It is always a deception. It is always a trap. That's why they say in our history lies our hope. Before you can take the right steps in your generation, you need to know what has gone before. Nobody quoted the Old Testament like the apostles. Most of all, Apostle Paul. He wants to teach something new. He will start by quoting Malachi. Jacob have I loved. Esau have I hated. He quoted so much. Jesus the bringer of the New Testament quoted a lot from Deuteronomy, which, by the way, is the title of this message, Deuteronomy. That was the, the book he quoted from the most. Man shall, when the devil tempted him, everything Jesus said was from that book. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word. I think that's Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 3 and 4. All the three temptations, all his responses, jump down, thou shalt not tempt the Lord, and... and all the quotes were from the old testament that's why the wise men say that the old testament is the new testament concealed and the new testament is the old testament revealed and that just simply means that there is nothing Hala, father help me this evening father help me this evening thank you let me say one more father help me this evening god is a transgenerational god what that means is that when God wants to bless people forever, he calls a man. And he puts on the inside of that man a blessing for generations. Are we together? When God called Abraham, he already knew you. Not just Isaac and Jacob. It was because of you. That's why he told Abraham to come out and count the stars in the sky. He was showing them a belly. You know, so God saw us and then He called Abraham. He put in all those things in Abraham, all those things that we now call the blessings of Abraham. 
So if a person wants to be cut off from the covenant, the devil enters into his life and says, forget all those Old Testament stuff. Just read Colossians. Honestly, you have to be Colo- to read Colossians and not see the Old Testament on the inside of it manifesting itself. Why will Joseph be sold for 20 pieces of silver? It was because Jesus was going to be sold for 30 pieces. Why would he go and become a slave? It was because Jesus was going to be found in the form and fashion of a servant. Why would he go to prison? It was because Jesus was going to the grave. When he went to prison, why would he have the baker and the cup bearer? Well, because he, Jesus would be crucified with, between two thieves. Why would one be restored to, to the palace and one be beheaded? Because one was going to go with him to paradise. And one was going to be damned forever. It is hidden in the old. is the seed for the new. I say I, I just I don't I, just, I don't my my I, do, I just don't like the way my parents brought me up. They just I just, they don't I don't understand. You know, thank God now we now know how to bring children up better. Ah ha ha! You better repent. They might not have been perfect, but the Bible says that if you want to go forward, you have to honor backwards, honor thy father and thy mother, that it may be well with you and that you may live long. Hallelujah. The Bible says that therefore sprang out of him as good as dead. Talking about Abraham. Many as the sand of the seashore. God is a transgenerational God. When he calls Archbishop Benson Itahosa, when he calls Pastor Adibu, when he calls Pastor Shalashimakinde, it is not because of just the man is calling. He has seen a generational thing. One generation, the Bible says, shall praise your works unto another. There's even a place in the Psalms, I think Psalm 105, that says that this thing was written for a generation that has not, that has not yet been born. I think it's Psalm 155, verse 8. It says, a, 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 a generation that has not yet been born shall declare your works. This thing was written. It amazes me when Christians say, you know, why are you going through this Bible, you know, this ancient book, you know, this old book that, that was written some thousand years ago when they are modern books. Really? One person had the unfortunate assignment of telling me that one day i said do you know when the united states constitution was written in some 19th century 18 something or 17 the 18th century this is 2020 and they will tell them in the court you have according to the u.s constitution and that was written by men that's why they have so many amendments second amendment third amendment the word of god is the same yesterday today and forever it is an eternal word. It is not an. It, it does not belong to something something busy. It is the word of an eternal God. It has. It is always ahead of the times and before the times. It has no time. That's why you can look into something that was written. Do you know what? Do you know what Jesus was saying on the cross? Jesus was saying. He said, Eloi, Eloi, lama sabachthani. Do you know he was quoting the Psalms? That's Psalm twenty-two, verse one. It's a Psalm of David. It was written 3,000 years before he was born. But he entered into the tabernacle that day and he said that today, he read Isaiah, this saying is fulfilled in your hearing. Raka shananama. It means that that word, the word in the Bible is coming from a place that is timeless. It has got nobody's name on it, but the day you enter into that word and say, this is my word. And that's what happened to Joseph. 
Bible says that the word of the Lord tried him until the day that his word came. And what I'm telling you today is that if you don't have a respect for order, if you don't have a respect for ancient things, if you don't have a respect for patterns, for the way that it has been, that new thing that God has given you to express, that's what happened to Rehoboam. Rehoboam was the son of Solomon. Solomon was the son of King David. See the way I said it. Rehoboam was the son of Solomon. I didn't put king in any of their names. There's a prophet that went to heaven and said that the only other person that was that rejoiner wearing a crown in heaven was David. And I believed him because if you go read the genealogy of Jesus in Matthew chapter 4 or 3, only David and this begat that and that Jesse begat and this John begat Obed and all that and begat Jesse and Jesse begat David the king. And David the king begat Solomon. That's how it's written there. Because God gave him an everlasting kingdom. It was a covenant from God that his grandson wrecked because he did not, he, he did not know. The Bible says that they, they neither know, they, don't, they, they, don't, they, they neither know, neither will they understand. Therefore, all the foundations of the earth are out of course. Psalm 82. I have said that you are gods and all of you are sons of the most high. But you shall perish like men. men. Understanding Solomon died, wonderful king, wise king, wealthy king, but he was a heavy taxer. He put Israel to forced labor. So when he died and Rehoboam became king, all Israel came to him and said, Sir, I beg, sir, please, sir, we are begging you, sir. Your father was a wonderful man, but he taxed us heavily. He dealt with us. Please. How, are you, how, how is your own kingdom going to be? Rehoboam said, go, go home. I'll come back tomorrow. I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what my decision is. <laughs> Bible says he went to the elders. He asked the elders, what should I do? I said, ah, kill king, long live, O king. Tell them, just humble yourself. Just tell them, I've heard you. Ah, no, the time for your suffering has ended. The elders told him that if you will speak softly to them, they will be your servants forever. Rehoboam said, you look away. He went to call, Bible says he went to call his peers, those that grew up with him. And that were serving him. I said, what do you think? They said, go and tell them that your little finger is thicker than your father's whole body. That your father put burden on them, they've not seen burden yet. That your father flogged them with, with, with ordinary mankere, and you will flog them with scorpions. The following day, ah, the thing shocked, shocked, shocked him. Like, ah, God forgive me. I have a tendency to, to, to joke. This is very serious. I want to say the thing shocked him like shakiti bubble, right? So he called them. The following day, they came back and they told him. And he, and he told them what the young man said. And that was it. He lost 10 tribes in one day. What God had promised to his grandfather David. Only the tribe of Judah was left with the house of David. They said to your tents, O Israel, what part do we have in David? In one day, he lost 10 tribes. Because he despised the word, the word of the elders. Elders are not always right. 
thing I, I, I don't understand why people don't don't get what honor is honor is not really the same thing as respect respect may be reciprocal honor is not honor is giving it's not end the bible says that you will you will respect the gray hair on his head it's not, it's not because you are old does not mean that you're, see I, I, you're not the only one that 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 doesn't like being chanced i don't like being chanced because you are older than me and because you think that you're another i don't like it but it's not you i'm looking at you see there is a line that is joining men of equal significance there is a reason why david would not lift up his spear against saul to strike him down because when god is walking an eternal thing in your you will look beyond the men and see what god is doing you will kneel before me you are in all you're just doing you're just listening to all the young people that grew up with you you know that's what you're doing right you're not listening to the ancient people like bob fitz you're not sitting down on that panel you're not going to sing like him you're not going to come and start singing praise him no that's not what we're saying but there's a there's something that god gave him for nine generations when god called him your name is in that thing you're into drama you're busy going to a London School of Drama. This one, you don't want to watch Mazion. Okay. All right. Okay. All I know is that when they were showing Mighty Power, when I was growing up, the whole country was watching it. I used to watch it from behind the couch. Because of Oroko Shodudu. Chigidi. Boom. Boom. The whole nation, all the ones you've been doing on Instagram, on YouTube, and all that, just see there. 250 views. You don't understand. I saw an old picture of Bishop T.D. Jakes. I was showing it to some people. I, I just marveled. I said, when God called this man, I don't listen to him like that. But I can see that there is a walk on the... On, there is something that God is doing in him that is more than... God has built an edifice out of him. That's what they say when they say someone is a system. You know this church is very funny. They say, ah, it's not a pastor. It's not a pastor. It's a system. <laughs> it's a system. It's a, it's a, you know, it's a general. I don't know why they don't... They don't call other general is is army, is admiral. I've never heard anyone say it's an admiral. It's also the same rank as general now. There's even one higher field marshal. I make up I've made up my mind. Since everybody's general, me and me now a field marshal in Jesus' name. Some of the things I'm a doctor, some of the things that make us there's 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 so much advancement in medicine now. Apart from looking for the cure to this and cure to that, they are forming artificial hearts and artificial kidneys and all that. But some of the things that have happened in medicine in the 1800s and 1900s, go and sit down with the consultants and professors in medicine. They will tell you it is marvelous. They didn't have phones then. They didn't have internet. They didn't have computers. Some of them will drink bacteria so that they can know. Ah. There was a doctor. The one that found out the cure to peptic ulcer disease. He discovered a bacteria, a bacterium called Helicobacter pylori. He said that he found that most people that have ulcer, they, they, this bacteria is found in them. That this bacteria is, is, is the cause of ulcer. You know what ulcer? Ulcer is a wound in the stomach. It did not sound reasonable. It's a wound. Bacteria is causing wound. Uh, uh, my guy now, <laughs> tell me what you're drinking. So I'm drinking it too. They didn't believe him. Do you know what he did? The guy extracted the stomach juice from someone that had ulcer. He drank it, waited until he he, he, had not, he now developed an ulcer. He now published and said, "Can you see this thing causes ulcer?" The people, people now believed him. 
deep sacrifices. Before that time, if I had an ulcer and they wanted to cure you, it was operation. They would go there, cut out the wound and sew the stomach back together. Now it's drugs because of those guys. You cannot say that because you have so much talent and so much gifting, God has come to pastor. God has come back. I'm a pastor. I'm a man of God. Jesus appeared to me. And you don't know anything about the history of your profession, of your calling, of your ministry. You are going somewhere fast. Not to happen. That's where the foundation is. Praise God. So briefly, I want to show us four places in the Bible. Pastor said to me, Daddy, if you cannot see the back of God, you cannot see his face. That's what God said to Moses. You can't see my face, but I'll show you my back. He wasn't just talking to Moses. He was, Bible says that all these things were written for our learning. He was telling the church of Jesus Christ that until you understand the first creation and how it went down, you cannot understand why my son is coming into the world. Bible even says that, that all this died in faith, not having received the promise. God having provided something better for us so that they without us should not be made perfect. Elders are not perfect though. People that have gone before are not perfect. But there is something that is hidden in them for you and only honor can draw it out. Honor does not mean that you will go there and start saying, I worship you, almighty elder. No. There are times when you will say, no, pastor taught a few weeks ago about the old prophet and the young prophet. Can you remember? God told the prophet something. Go to that place, prophesy. Don't eat anything in that place. Don't go by the same way you came. And that person came and told him that uh, 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 that God told me that he should eat. And he ate and he died. By the same prophecy from the same person that lied to him. So, the same thing with Elihu. Elihu had, he was sitting down with Job. And Job had three friends. And the three friends were talking, talking, talking throughout Job. They were just saying what, whatever came to their minds. And none of them was speaking the word of God. So the time when we disagree with an elder is when they are saying something that is not in the word of God. Do you understand that? Apart from that, listen to them. There's something in what they are saying, what your father is saying, what your mother is saying. Research has shown that many people that were ashamed of their parents for whatever reason, even something as grievous as domestic abuse, they grew up and got married and they became domestic abusers because that thing was a seed in them. Hallelujah praise God David was so I, I believe that's what God that's, that's what saved David David was such a righteous he was such a good guy Saul was you know Bible says you know Saul was just misbehaving killing priests doing all kinds of things David was the good one winning battles was the anointed one that guy was going to take a man's wife a, a man's wife and kill the man that thing was in him he did it what saved him was that in the day his own boss was down he was not one of those that took the dagger to stab him he withheld his hand. He said, far be it for me to touch the Lord's anointed. That is understanding. That's why when, when he went down himself, God covered him. Hallelujah. Praise God. The first story, I believe, can be found in the book of Exodus, chapter 32. We're not going to read it. I'll just tell you what happened there. Exodus 32. Moses and Joshua were on the mountaintop. 
the bible says that moses came down to the middle of the mountain and told joshua i can hear the i can hear noise i can hear noise in the camp there's noise in the camp joshua said that you know uh, it's like they're having it's like the noise of war it's the, it's the noise of war moses said no 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 this is not the noise of music or dancing and uh, uh, this is not the noise of you know of artillery and all those things and fighting this is the noise of dancing they are partying there they are partying it's not it is not war how did moses know this thing that's exodus 32 17 and how did moses know god had told him on the mountain in fact when he was on the mountain before he came down joshua was somewhere in the middle god told him that stand aside let me destroy this people. because that's when they created the golden calf they have started worshiping a, a, a god and all that moses said, ah, ah, ah baba god i beg don't destroy them they will say that you that you could not bring them out of the wilderness so moses had revelation there's a saying that we learn from history that we do not learn from history therefore history repeats itself one of the most humbling when you have a revelation and you start reading books and you discover that what you thought you knew that you you know was a new thing revelation that you just found someone in 1600 1700 by the name of john calvin or one one fellow was already teaching it so mightily at the age of 17 and you are you are 37 and he was teaching it charles Spurgeon. at the age of 17 he was preaching to 3,000 people at 17 19 years old he was preaching grace you just think you have this grace message let me teach the old church in Nigeria grace. I beg you, sit down. Moses had, had heard God. Sometimes there's a revelation. There are some things God will not tell you anymore. He has told some fathers already and placed you under them. That's the first place. Revelation. Someone say revelation. There are some deep truths youngsters will never get from God. He has already given them to men. They will have to get it from those men. Number two, experience. Because even when you have the revelation and know the what God wants you to do, a father may know the how. Eli had been rejected by God. And Samuel was now the new deal and the real deal. Samuel's very first message from God was even about Eli and his family. But when God called Samuel, God's voice sounded like Eli's voice. You didn't hear what I said. Eli was the rejected one. Samuel was the new deal. Samuel's very first message, when God was going to tell Samuel, when God said, Samuel, what he heard was Eli. And that's what saved him. He ran to Eli. He said, Eli, you called me. I said, you called me, sir. I didn't call you. It was the second time. Eli said, okay, the next time you hear this voice, is God speaking to you? Even though Eli was backsliding and was no longer receiving revelation, the how to walk with God, he taught it to Samuel. Praise God. Moses had a distinct calling. One day, his father-in-law Jethro came. He was a mighty prophet. He had led Israel out of Egypt. And his, 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 his father-in-law saw him. He, Bible says from morning to night, he would stand judging the whole of Israel. Jethro said, you will die young. I am telling you, there's some things you are doing now. 
I'll show uh, for time's sake. I'll show you all the technology you have. And you, you know, you, you come, you, are, you, you leave your house at 6 5 a.m. or you start working at home, you sleep at, at 1 a.m. and you think you are doing stuff. You don't know one time, just say, Why don't you just do it? It's not like the, the tortoises. They don't touch the tortoises that gathered all the wisdom in the world, all the wisdom in the world. He put it into a calabash, he now tied it to his stomach. He was now climbing a tree, climbing a tree, climbing a tree. I can never forget that story. It's, of course, it's not a real story. You know, tortoises, you know. I don't know why they said tortoise, tortoise was the one we were growing up. The wisest animal was tortoise. I don't understand. Maybe they wanted us to understand that slow and steady wins the race. I don't, I, don't, I don't get it beyond that. He was climbing. But because the calabash was in front of him, the climb was difficult. An old man was passing by and said, Mr. Tortoise, why don't you strap the calabash on your back? It will be easier for you to climb. The guy just gave up there because he knew that all the wisdom in the world cannot be in that calabash. Because that one the woman just said now was not... <laughs> Was not in the calabash. Jethro said he would die young. Appoint elders over hundreds, over tens, over thousands. This was a mighty man with revelation. He had been on the mount. He had fasted 40 days and 40 nights. He didn't know this simple thing. Listening to your mother, listening to your head of department, listening to your boss, whom you hate, can save your life. Staying there for three more months. In that workplace, even though they're persecuting you, can be you can find the secret for your own company in that place. Hallelujah. Number three, lifestyle. I love this one so much. Lifestyle. Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, a transgenerational God. Jacob was not the firstborn. He was not. Esau was the firstborn. Bible says Abraham was a nomad. He was the he had cattle and sheep and all that. He was a headsman. He was not a terror. <clears throat> Isaac was born. Isaac took the same profession. Isaac was also a headsman. They were going building tents and all of that. Jacob was also born. But Jacob was also a man. You know, he was a shepherd. Esau chose a different profession. Esau chose a, Esau became a hunter. Do you know that Jacob and Esau were alive when Abraham was, before Abraham died? They were both 15 years old when Abraham died. Abraham lived to the age of 175. When he was 100 years old, he had Isaac. When Isaac was 60 years old, and Abraham was 160, Isaac had Jacob and Esau. Abraham was 160 years old when Esau and Jacob were born. He died at 175. So those boys lived with him until they were 15 years old. Do you understand what I'm saying? As Jacob was growing up, and walking among the sheep, and living in the tents, with Isaac, his father, and Abraham, his grandfather, he was hearing all the ancient things. How God appeared to Abraham as he got out of the father's house. How God appeared to Isaac and said so in the land. Esau was inside the chasing antelope. That's why Esau did not know what birthright meant. He did not understand the blessing. He, when he came back one day and, and he said, you know, Jacob, give me this wonderful beans you're cooking. Or whatever it is Jacob's cooking. They all said, give me your battery. He said, what is battery? I beg, I beg, give me the food. He did not have an understanding of spiritual things. You see, you see the way your, your pastor dresses. You see the way Pastor Abby dresses. You see the way the pastors dress. You say, ah, in my father's house, anything goes. I can shake like this. You, do, you just do anything you want to do. You choose your own lifestyle. You do your, whatever you want to do, just do it like that. It's not by like that, oh. There is a way. There is a pattern. There is a way. That's why the Bible says when they saw the, the way they, they lived, they called 
them Christians. There is a way believers are. <laughs> hey, you can have whatever culture you have, but the, the, the Christian faith itself is a nation. We, the kingdom has its own culture. It's the strongest in the world. It is older than the ancient culture, the most ancient cultures of men. When people got born again, you know, in the 80s and the 70s, they, everybody in the family knew. Something just changed. It, 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 it started from the inside, but it showed on the outside. Because you cannot truly have change on the inside, it not show on your outside. Your pastor doesn't go late for anything. Your, your director doesn't go late for Your head of doesn't go late for, You just come in, just enter to service. During praise and worship. Enter, you just start dancing. It's just between me and my God. It's not by like that. Oh. There is a pattern. Hallelujah. I want to show you. I want to read this and I'm going to begin to close. Rata pro sedena sana dede. He was a man of God we love so much dearly. Past uh, Apostle Joshua Selman. He was here in the message. I was listening to it and I just heard this and I wrote it down. He said, God is a God of patterns. Walking with God does not require creativity. When you walk with God in terms of alignment with Him, your creativity is not required. It is when it has to do with your legislature within this realm. Oh, God. That is when, when you hear those kind of words, just know that, you know, yeah, that you need creativity. When you are dealing within this realm, when you have received foundation, you can now be creative within the mandate God has given you. But the original pattern you are to walk in does not require your inventions. Inventing a path and they're asking God to come and bless it is the way to tragedy. There's always a path to follow. The Bible says, ask for the ancient paths. When you find them, walk therein. Jeremiah 6 and verse 16. There is a system by which God leaves men in the kingdom, he said. There is a way by which territories are allocated to men in the kingdom. These things are not inventions. They are pathways to follow. I'm telling you the truth. The scientists, the people in arts, the singers, all those guys that have shaken the world in their time, they sat under others for years, either in close proximity, right, or remotely. When you hear their music, you can hear a line that rings from ancient times and echoes into the future. They entered into alignment with something. It's not just that something came out of them by way of talent. They recognize their lines of creation, hallelujah, flowing through the milieu of humanity. Everything that God has given man is to form a kind of harmony that when he rises, he blesses heaven. What you do is that you locate your own tonic sulfur within the entire song. And you begin to play your own notes. That's why Jesus Christ came and when he came, he said, It is written of me in the volume of the book. He didn't say I'm the word. Close all the book. Let me show you. Shanda. No. It is written, I come to do, I come to fulfill what has been written concerning me. 
it is so important that you are the way you are because of your genes your genes came from your parents and their genes came from your grandparents it is a con- it is a, a a constant combination and permutation of this that has produced you your your height and your con- everything is written on the side of you and it comes from the very first man that's how god works all these all these things you are a boy you have two things down there you are 11 you say hey, hey, hey i think i want to be a girl it is well with you in the beginning it was not so all right i'm not saying more than that the final story i won't read it is, is in ezra it talks about when the temple was rebuilt is it to me, it's a, it's a very interesting story. When the, temple, when the temple was rebuilt, right, you know the temple was destroyed by the Babylonians and when they went into exile after 70 years, they came back into their, into their uh, what's it called, um, Ezra 3, 10 to 13. So the temple was rebuilt. The second temple, not Solomon's temple that had been destroyed. Bible says when the temple was rebuilt, that the young men, they were so happy. They were so ecstatic. Ah, glory! They were jumping. The Bible says that the old men men who had seen the first temple in his glory they were weeping i first thought that they were weeping because of nostalgia oh, temple again until i read the book of haggai where god said to prophet, go and tell them that you see this temple that doesn't look like anything go and tell them that i will i will bless this temple that the glory of the latter house that's what that's, that's what that scripture is what the young men were rejoicing about and jumping up and glorifying God compared to what had been done in the past. They thought it was something because they did not know history. (laughs) Thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. I want you to lift up your hand wherever you're sitting and just say this prayer out loud say father open my eyes to see the paths that pertain to my peace show me the way to walk in lead me lord into the place that you have prepared for me from the foundation of the world say bring me to my people this prayer is so important that the bible says that that was the ministry of john the baptist he said i will send the prophet before the coming of of the day of the lord he will turn the hearts of the fathers to the children to the sons and the heart of the sons to the children say lord if there's anyone that you have blessed to be a blessing to me lead me to them in the name of jesus and give me the wisdom to take my place in the scheme of things for in jesus name we have prayed hallelujah have you been blessed this evening all right hallelujah praise god welcome pastor david Pastor david all right
Hallelujah. Was anybody blessed this evening? Were we instructed this evening? Can we clap for Jesus one more time? Can we shout, God bless you, Pastor Ebele? Amen. Can we our offering? Thank you for being a part of our broadcast. You know, we never like to end without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. Coming into Christ is beyond joining a church, is beyond a religion. It is joining God's family. And that is done when you believe in Christ Jesus. So I just want to lead you right away now. If you, are, if you want to give your heart to Christ, just say after me, say, Lord Jesus, I believe that you died and rose again and that you paid for my sins. I accept you as my Lord and my Savior. And from today, I belong to you. If you have said those words, will be late. You are born again. You are part of God's family right now. You can go ahead and rejoice about it. And if you want to contact us, just check the address is written on the screen. God bless you. We love you. Stay blessed.